Hey guys, thank you for joining me today for another episode. Okay, so today's episode, what I originally had planned for today, I had to move it to another day because the message I'm going to share with you today is one that God has been pressing on my heart. Um, Every time I go run, it's the same message. God has really just been kind of burdening my heart with this message. So I want to share it with you today and I hope that it'll be a blessing to you. I hope that it will light a fire in you and and just really make you want to live boldly for, for God. And I pray that it will be a blessing to you and encourage you and fill you with hope and, and victory. So this message is titled, Do You Have Something They Want? If your answer is yes, do they know it? More about that later. Here recently during my running, God has been really speaking to me down deep in my spirit really pressing a message that I feel like I need to share with everyone, a message of hope and victory. If you're ready, let's get started. When someone loses weight and gets fit, people want to know how they did it. When someone becomes successful, people want to know how they did it. When someone does a 180 in their lifestyle for the better, people want to know how they did it. Speakers make millions sharing their stories of success with eager audiences that want to one day have the success like that of the speaker. Maybe it's friends who have seem to have a great marriage, nice home, good kids. The fact is when we look around or think about it, people often want something that someone else has. One of the greatest opportunities we get to point people to God is when they want something we have. So let me explain. When someone sees something in your life that that they can't explain, but they want it nonetheless, when you have something they want, they will be more likely to listen to what you have to say. What a great opportunity to tell them the secret to what you have is simply the favor of God. It's walking in the favor of the Lord daily, seeking Him first, surrendering to His will and letting Him be the author of your life, the one who directs your steps and opens doors when no one else can open them. He is the reason you are who you are and the source of all your blessings. After all, one of His names is Jehovah Jireh. The God who provides. Isaiah 58 11 says, And the Lord will guide you continuously and satisfy your soul in dry places and make strong your bones, and you shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters don't fail. Now, does that sound like a God who lets his people just go without? No, it sounds like a God who blesses his people when they seek him. And I'm telling you guys, that is what this is all about. Would you want anything from a garden where the plants were withered and the fruits or vegetables were going bad? Of course not. Why then would a non-believer want to be a Christian when they see Christians who, whose lives resemble the withered plants we just talked about? What is the devil's main focus with Christians? He can't have their soul, so what can he do? The answer is, make Christians unproductive for God. Keep them from living a life that that God can use to further his kingdom. And the devil can do that without it seeming so bad. Remember, he is the great deceiver. So I ask again, do you have something they want? If your answer is yes, do they know it? You might be thinking, yes, I have Jesus. 
And I would ask, do they know it? Do they know that? Can they see evidence of that? What is it about your life that would make a non-believer say, I want what he or she has? I don't say this to bring anyone down. It's quite the opposite, actually. I just want us to be on the same page about some things before I get to the good stuff. As Christians, we want people to see evidence of our salvation, that thing that sets us apart, proof that the favor of God is on our life. We want them to see the restoration, hope, love, mercy, forgiveness, favor, and blessings of God. But oftentimes, what they see is just another person who is broke, in debt, struggling financially, unhappy with their circumstances, complaining all the time, uh, negative, greedy. You, You get the point. The world doesn't see anything that would make them want what we have. How can we point people to Jesus when our lives bear no fruit, no proof of our faith? What does a light do? It makes the unseen seen. That is what we are called to do. To make visible to others the power and favor of God by being a light. When people look at us, they should see evidence of Jesus in our life. Matthew 5 14 through 16 says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Every flashlight has to be charged or the batteries have to be replaced. Or the light goes out. In the same way, we must renew our minds and strengthen our spirits daily through spending time with Him and in His Word. Next, we have to start walking in favor with God, walking in the favor of God, should I say, believing that He wants to bless you, believing that better days are ahead and that God will open doors in your life that you thought were impossible. He is the God of impossible, is He not? God loves you and gave his son for you. Why would he not want to pour out his blessings and favor on your life? Why do we doubt that God wants to do great things in our lives? When we say, God, use my life however you see fit. Direct my steps according to your will and use me to bless others. God will move in your life. Matthew wrote that, the light is put on a, on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. God wants to use, he wants you to light the way for those around you. When we extend love, hope, mercy to someone in need our, in, or, or someone who's broken, we become a light that makes Jesus visible to a dark world. We have to make it about Jesus Every day, every day we have to die to ourselves, lay down our plans and say, not my will, Lord, but your will be done. Start each day with him and simply surrender, asking God to use you to pour out in your life whatever you need in order to show others the power and favor of God and to send people your way that you can be a blessing to. When Jesus blessed Peter with that huge catch, uh, that huge catch of fish, the blessing was so massive 
that it filled not only Peter's boat, but it filled his friends' boats as well. When God went before Jehoshaphat and the armies of Israel, they did not have to lift a finger because the battle was already won. All they had to do was walk in victory. And they were blessed and had peace because all the nations around them knew that God fights for them. When God's people walk in victory, people know God is with them. I believe there is a revival coming, an awakening in the body of Christ, but it starts with us living boldly for Him, making every day about Jesus, and in everything we do, let the world see the power and love of Christ. In every opportunity, let our actions be a reflection of Christ. And when we fail and take our eyes off Jesus and begin to sink like Peter did, let the world see you call out to the one who saves. Let them see you call on the name of Jesus so that even in our mistakes, we can point them to Jesus. Then get back up and walk in victory. Don't walk around like there's a possibility that you can lose because you can't lose if the battle is already won. If God is for you, who can be against you? Don't settle for anything less than God's best for your life. Imagine what kind of impact we would have on those around us and on the world if we truly believe that God wants to bless us and pour out his favor in our lives. If the world sees God's people being blessed and highly favored and they, and they turn and then in, you know, in turn feel, they feel the blessings and favor of God's people spill over into their lives, what a revival that would be. When Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they walked in faith in God's favor or in favor with God, a nation was turned to God. When, jo when Joseph walked in God's favor, he became the second in command in Egypt and saved his family and the nation. I want us to live a life that is so blessed and favored by God that even non-believers would say these words, from Psalm 106.4 Remember me, Lord, when you show favor to your people. Come to my aid when you save them. Let us live boldly and unashamed like someone who knows God is on their side and watch Him bless your life. God, we come to you. We praise you. We love you. We thank you for all that you do for us. God, but I pray that everyone out there I pray that you would fill them with a fire. I pray that you would just ignite, awaken, awaken their spirit, Father. Awaken that power inside of them, that boldness inside of them. God, fill them with your Holy Spirit and just, I pray that you would light a fire in them, that they would just come alive for you, that everyone listening would just live for you boldly god and walk in victory knowing that you want to bless them that you want to show favor to them but they got to put you you have to be number 1 lord it has to be all about you it has to be all about jesus god give us the strength Give us the, the, the focus and the determination, Lord, to stand up and live boldly for you and declare 
that you are the reason for our blessings. You are the reason for all that we are. You are the reason for for our hope. You are the reason for everything good in our life. And I pray, God, that you would pour out your favor on everyone listening to the point where it overflows into the lives of those around them. So much so that when people look at them, they see you. They can't ignore the blessings. They can't ignore the favor in, in that you have shown them to the point where they want what they have. They want what we have. And I pray, God, that we will be that light. And when we have the opportunity, I pray that we will share and tell them um, that you, God, are the source of all of it. And what Jesus did on the cross is the reason for everything. God, we love you. We praise you. Go before us this day and make a way for us, Lord, and allow us the opportunity just to bring glory and honor to your name. Amen.